When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Job, uh, he's making plays, creating separation, finishing plays. You know, it would be an exciting challenge every week to try to find uh, new opportunities to get him the To football. be honest, it, it, helps us, uh, it helps our offense out uh, to have... Uh, me doing the things that I do, having Adam make plays and having Delvin run the ball, uh, it's kind of hard to stop, you know, all three phases. And, um, you know, each week our offense is getting better and better, and uh, we just got to keep moving forward and, and keep grinding. You uh, just heard from Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson, back-to-back 100-yard games as he explodes out of the scene. Welcome into Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff producing. And every Thursday we do a deep dive into the Vikings opponent with a guest who knows that opponent much better than we do. And this week's guest from ESPN.com, Seahawks reporter, Brady Henderson. And Brady, A, thanks for coming on the show today. B, we're just looking at the Seahawks injury report. 26 guys on the injury report, including a couple wide receivers, the star wide receivers, for load management. So is this just Pete Carroll being wacky, or do they really have legitimately like 20-plus guys who are banged up right now? No, that, that's that's the real deal, and it was actually 25 last week. Um, wow. And both of those numbers, yeah, both of those numbers are more than I can ever remember seeing on a Wednesday injury report. Um, so yeah, I mean, they, they started the season really well, uh, but like a lot of teams in the NFL got hit pretty hard by injuries. And, um, the fortunate thing for them is that they came out of that game against Miami last week, uh, seemingly unscathed, but, um, still a lot of guys that they're trying to either nurse injuries or trying to protect this week heading into that Sunday night game. Who, uh, off this report, do you expect not to play, uh, on Sunday, uh, who is go- going to make an impact by not being on the field for the Seahawks, Brady? Yeah, well, they're not going to have Jamal Adams, the, the all-pro safety that they acquired in, in the massive trade this offseason. Uh, he's going to miss his second straight game with a groin injury. Um, Jordan Brooks, their rookie first-round pick, is also going to miss his second straight game with a knee injury. And then uh, we'll see about Quentin Dunbar, uh, the cornerback that they acquired in a trade with Washington. He did not play the last two games. Yes, he also has a knee injury, but it sounds like he's going to have a chance. Uh, the word was that he was supposed to practice. Uh, later in the week after uh, kind of getting some rest earlier in the week. So we'll see what happens there. But, I mean, those are three of their top off-season acquisitions when you think about it, uh, certainly on defense. And so, um, yeah, I mean, they uh, their defense, I think, held up pretty well last week in Miami, even with a lot of missing guys there. 
Um, but that was against Ryan Fitzpatrick, an offense that maybe doesn't have as many weapons as, as Minnesota does. Yeah. Actually, on those weapons, we were we were doing some tail of the tape stuff yesterday. So the Seahawks have a couple great receivers, a really good running back. Uh, Vikings with Justin Jefferson at, emerging in his first month in the NFL. And Adam Thielen has been rock solid. And Dalvin Cook is leading the NFL in rushing. In your opinion, who has the better trio of skill position player weapons? Seattle or Minnesota? And we're not including quarterback in this, right? We're just talking about. We, we would love to to make that swap and watch an actual yeah, no, mobile great quarterback. No, here we're not including basis. quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're, so we're just talking about the skill guys that the yeah. quarterback has. You know, I, I'm going to have to plead a little bit of ignorance on that because I have not watched uh, Jefferson play all that much. I know sure. uh, how good how receiver talent is, and I know what uh, Cook is doing, but I, I've not seen enough of of uh, Jefferson. I, I know this. Uh, this might be the best collection of weapons that Russell Wilson has ever had in his career. And really his top three receivers are the same guys from last season, talking about Tyler Lockett, uh, DK Metcalf, and David Moore. But Metcalf is a year older. Remember, he was just a rookie last year and, and you know, almost he threatened a thousand yards. David Moore is still, um, you know, a developing receiver. And, and I think he's taken a big leap uh, from year three to year four. And, Really, that, that group is going to get even better, or at least it'll have even more firepower when Philip Morset comes up IR, which sounds like it could happen after the bye. Uh, and then Josh Gordon is waiting to be reinstated from suspension. And that's, and you've got, um, you know, Chris Carson, who, you know, I think with Carson, he, he may not have the numbers that some other running backs have, but that's kind of a function of the way the Seahawks offense has really leaned more on uh, Wilson than it has in recent seasons. And so you haven't seen Carson get as many carries. Uh, you, are, you have seen him involved in the passing game quite a bit. Uh, but you haven't seen him, you know, produce those types of rushing numbers like somebody like Dalvin Cook has. How bad is this defense? It shouldn't be as bad as it's been. That's probably the best way I can, I can describe it. Um, you know, I think that they did settle down in that game against Miami last week. But over those first three games, it was really inexplicable the the passing yards that they were giving up. Um, now, part of that, I think, you could attribute to the fact that the Seahawks in, in those first three games. They jumped out to big leads, and so you saw teams really shift into catch-up mode, and so they were throwing the ball a lot. And the Seahawks were, you know, I think kind of playing on their, I don't want to say on their news, but they were playing kind of in defensive mode where they knew that, you know, the biggest thing that was going to hurt them was a big passing play. So they were conceding a lot of underneath stuff, and that partly explains how, you know, opposing offenses racked up as many passing yards as they did. But at the same time, you also just saw some coverage busts. You saw some guys getting deep, deep, and, Really, no one expected that to happen to that defense because when they traded for Jamal Adams after trading for Quentin Dunbar, there was thought that this could be the best secondary in the NFL and maybe even, you know, leading a boom 2.0, which it sounds almost silly to say now just based on how, um, how much that group has given up through the year. But that said, they did settle down in that Miami game. Only one passing play uh, of over 25 yards compared to 13 over the first three weeks, which was the most in the NFL in that span. Man. Uh, Brady. Russell Wilson is at a really interesting point in his career as I look at it here in that he feels like an all-time talent to me. I, I think I think people are really quick to just say that Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. I think Russell Wilson belongs in that conversation. He, he's, got, he's got the early 90s, mid-90s Steve Young to him, but he also has just a, ve- a very new school, uh, innovative flavor to his game, and yet... He only has, I say only, the Vikings have never won a Super Bowl, but he only has the one Super Bowl. 
And he probably still has you know six years of of good prime runway left here. So w- what is the feeling on where things stand, just from a, a, a Seahawks and Russell Wilson legacy standpoint? Does it does it feel like does does the fan base feel like man we should probably have more more than one Super Bowl here? Or um, how would you sort of encapsulate the feeling around an all time talent like Russell Wilson right now? Yeah, that, that's a great question, and I think there is there is kind of a sense of unfulfillment when you look at what they've had, you know, over the, the Pete Carroll, John Schneider era, and they've had, um, not anymore, but they have had an all-time great defense, and they have had one of the best quarterbacks of his generation. So I think there is a sense of, yeah, you, you should have one more. Now, you know, I think that's also balanced by the fact that, yeah, there hasn't been a ton of championships here. And I say that in the storm, uh, just won their fourth WNBA title the other night, but in terms of um, NBA, MLB, NFL, you know, it's really been the Sonics back in the 70s one year and then uh, the Seahawks in 2013. And so I think a lot of people, you know, that kind of disappointment is also balanced by the fact that, you know, the Seahawks won a Super Bowl and the Seahawks hasn't seen an NFL, at least in the three major sports, have not seen a championship in a very long time. And so, um, but that sense of unfulfillment, that isn't, that isn't, you know, a reflection of any disappointment in what Russell himself has done. I think it's um, more about just the fact that they haven't capitalized on um, having one of the best quarterbacks of his era. And you mentioned the, the Patrick Mahomes comparison. And I think that's a, that's an interesting point that you make there because, you know, Mahomes, you got to factor in the, the fact that Mahomes is playing in an offense that really um, is has always played to his strengths. And whereas the Seahawks are really only doing that now with Russell Wilson there, you've probably heard the, the, uh, you know, the hashtag, the saying about let Russ cook. And they're really doing that this year, and they have not done that as much in the past when their offense was uh, really more 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 going through their running game, I, I should say, more so than, uh, than it is now. They're letting it early in games. They're not coming out with this desire to establish the run. They're really coming out and uh, just letting Russ go. And then you know, there's some missing in their runs, but they're throwing the ball as much as they ever have under Pete Carroll. All right. Great stuff. Brady, we appreciate you coming on with us. Brady Henderson, ESPN.com's Seahawks reporter. And uh, we're, we're hoping for a shootout on Sunday. Give, give us give us like a 60-point a, a over-under that we can go over on, and we'll be happy on Sunday night. Oh, you know what? If I was in Vegas and you asked me to pick the over-under, I would probably pick 60. I'll say the over on 60 just because uh, this is a – this is a Seahawks offense that can put up a lot of points, and their defense has shown that it uh, it can allow a lot of points too. So I'll, I'll I'll set the over under at sixty, and I'll take sixty one. Nice. All right. Thanks, Brady. Thank you. Uh, you bet. Thanks for having me, fellas. All right. Uh, actually, let's keep it right here. Throw that. Throw that. We're going to keep it right here, Declan. Throw that splash it. screen back off. You got it. Because I want to go a little bit deeper into this. Oh wait, hold on a second. You're going to bury the lead. What's the lead? Oh, I'm sorry. That I got a good question. Then, yeah, then? I, yeah. Sorry, we ordinarily tell the guests that, so I think it's at the very least. Yeah. That well, you can, his phone was now breaking taken, up. I know, but you've now taken a two good question lead. These things are clearly spurts. They're streaky. So now it's two consecutive days. Streaky for you. I'm consistently asking great questions. He's gotten two great questions. I just think we need to acknowledge it. Let's you know. Let's yeah, put I, it out there. I now have twenty good questions or good points on the year. You have eighteen. Yeah, we were tied at eighteen going into yesterday. Yep. Declan has one. And by the way, this applies to it's both Purple Daily and also Mackie and Judd and yeah. the family of Mackie and Judd shows. Anyway, c- congratulations. You're up by two now. Thank again. you. Thank you. Yes. After I, I worked very hard, I asked a lot of great questions. 
Yes. So, um, the the question I threw at him about Russell Wilson, and again, like the like we have to have self awareness following the Vikings here in this town, and that they have never won a Super Bowl, right? So. I get when you like, I'm sure there's people listening or watching on our YouTube channel and you've got Packer fan friends or family members and like they they can always just end the argument by saying, oh, uh, how many Super Bowls does your favorite team yeah. have? Right. And the answer is always, yeah. OK, they got Lombardi trophies. Yeah, no question. And I sort of like when I look at the Seahawks and I look at the Packers, my retort is sort of, well, you've had Aaron Rodgers for 15 years, basically 13 years as a starting quarterback. One of the great talents of all time. Mm-hmm. And you have one championship over that stretch? One mm-hmm. in a division where the Lions are always garbage, the Bears never have an offense, and the Vikings are rotating quarterbacks out every two and a half years, basically. And you have one Super Bowl championship with Aaron Rodgers. You had Brett Favre for 15 years. You have one Super Bowl championship. You guys should actually be more embarrassed about that than the Vikings who are just like, Spinning through Ponder and Bridgewater gets hurt and there's Matt Castle and like, oh, we got a year of Favre, right? But the Vikings could have traded for Favre in 92 or they passed on Rodgers twice and they've got Super Bowls and you don't have a Super Bowl. So I can throw that right back in your face. And by the way, you you two guys are the biggest Packer fans on this show now (laughs) the last two weeks or so, you know. They've had a. Um, they are the best team in the NFL right now, and they have, um, and they have, uh, they got those quarterbacks and won a couple championships. But when you look Just at out like the Seahawks, this is Russell Wilson's. Let's see here. This is his ninth. I think this is his ninth year as a starting quarterback in Seattle. Yeah, time sense. time flies. Yep, he is ridiculous. Like he isn't. He's been an all time talent for probably. I would say, like, of those nine years, he's sort of been an all time talent for like five or six of those years where he's he got out of game management mode in like year three or four. And they only have one championship. And I get that if they would have just handed the ball to Marshawn Lynch, they'd have two, and this probably isn't a conversation. But what what are your thoughts on my take there that Seattle, like, you are you have a decade of Russell Wilson, you're kind of underachieving. Green Bay, you have 30 years of Favre and Rodgers, and you have two Super Bowls. I mean, come on. Viking, uh, Vikings fans would give their left, right, and a lot of other essential body parts oh, okay. for one for one. No, I I, I, I was I was I just stopped there. <laughs> the point is that if you were or if you are a Vikings fan and I said, "Okay, let's just go back 1961. I'm going to give you one Lombardi trophy." You'd be like, oh, "Okay, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it." So, it's true. They've st- they've still got scoreboard. It's true, but I I'm saying independent of like scoreboard. So, th- that's why I threw it out first and said I get the scoreboard thing. The Vikings have zero. So let's put that aside. But the Vikings could have these quarterbacks. Let's pretend that we are the San Francisco 49ers. Like, we are 49ers daily, and we're evaluating the Seahawks and the and the Oh, well, Packers, then, then right? we can laugh at them. Yep. You should win more Super Bowls when you have Russell Wilson as your quarterback for 10 years. Does it change if they don't make that mistake on the two-yard line? Yeah, well, it does. It does change, right? Because if you have two, then now all of a sudden you're now in a different, different category. But yep. but my God, they've got competent, consistent quarterback play. That's what we. That's that's the starting point. That's what we want, right? Yeah. Like consistent every Sunday. If you're a Seahawks fan, you basically wake up and say, "Russell Wilson is starting. I got a chance here." And you don't feel and his offense can be really, really good, or it can be not great, or it can be sort of like, "And meh." And guess what? You still got a chance. Like you wake up as a Vikings fan right now, and you basically know what the price of poker with Kirk Cousins is, right? Which is, man, if the conditions are right, if this is a gorgeous seventy-five degree day and the wind is just coming in from the southwest at this, we're going to win this game. <laughs> That's how you got to think. So, look, I mean, I I envy the fact 
that everyone in those towns wakes up and thinks, I might see something great today from my quarterback. Just because as a sports fan, that must be really, really nice. Yeah, it is. I would I would think I would think the peace of mind and this is what's funny. Oh, and we did promise this yesterday. I gotta find this here because we said <clears throat> Packer fans line. are so spoiled. And we haven't been able to do Packer Ventline yet this season because they haven't lost yet. <laughs> and we found the clip. This is this is Packers Radio. This is the, the green and gold postgame show on the fan in Milwaukee, and I think all across Wisconsin. This is the type of thing that they say about Aaron Rodgers. Mind you, like, this is Aaron Rodgers, like he said on the Pat McAfee show, even during a down year is like having the best year of most quarterbacks' careers. But this is this is the type of thing that they say about a guy that is one of the all-time Hall of Fame greats. Heard him again. Yeah. And then also Aaron Rodgers and his obstinance and stubbornness not to throw the damn checkdowns time and again throughout this game cost them the game and cost them the season. $170 million paperweight. It's not worth it. Stop, Bill. Come on, man. No. No, come on, Come on, bring bring you back. No. Like, think about how spoiled (laughs) you have to be watching NFL football to think that Aaron Rodgers, even in a down year, is a $170 million paperweight. Can I get and bring that to a Vikings fan? Can I please purchase that paperweight? I'll take that one amazing so anyhow no, bill. don't bill don't you do it bill we'll see if the vikings can pull off the upset as seven point underdogs against seattle on sunday night football 26 guys on the seahawks injury well, report. 24 and two load management well and and there's also one for i believe veteran rest is there i think there was one <laughs> i saw rest. i saw one that said Veteran rest, which is not to be confused with the young guys who they're just trying to get off their feet for part of practice. All get rest. Yeah, exactly right. Veteran (laughs) rest. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Thanks for subscribing to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast, and also for checking out the all-new scorenorth.com, where you can find full audio episodes and also YouTube videos of uh, Purple Daily, Mackie and Judd, and all kinds of other podcasts. See you guys. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.